This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Braves kicked off the final three games of the 2022 season. The Braves need any combination of one more victory or one more loss from the Mets to be crowned the kings of the National League East. In game one last night, Jesus Lazardo went opposite of the right-hander Bryce Elder. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Braves with a win tonight would have wrapped up the National League East Division Championship for the fifth consecutive season. But Jesus Luzardo, Brian De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, and the Marlins said not so fast. Miami takes the open game of the season, ending three-game series four to nothing. And for the Braves, the celebration will have to wait at least one more day. Luzardo was magnificent on the mound tonight in his final start of the year, his 18th overall. In the top of the first inning, the Braves put the first two men on against him. Ronald Acuna Jr. reached on an error, a misplayed ground ball at shortstop by Miguel Rojas, ending Miggy's run of 66 consecutive errorless games at shortstop, the longest at that position in Marlins history. And when Dansby Swanson followed with a single, the Braves were in business. First and second, nobody out. But then Luzardo really set the tone for the night with three straight strikeouts. Michael Harris, the second going down swinging. Austin Riley going down swinging, and with two on and two outs, Matt Olson going down swinging. Luzardo, the first three of his career best equaling 12 strikeouts in this game, and he was able to hang a zero in a challenging first inning. 20 pitches, a hit, an error, but two men left, and we were scoreless into the bottom of the first. John Birdie led off with a single to left field. John then promptly stole second base, his 40th steal of the season, most in the majors. It's the 16th. 40 stolen base season in Marlins history. First for John Birdie. When the throw hit Birdie and caromed out into left field, John picked himself up and went to third. So the Miami Marlins had a man at third base with nobody out in the first inning. Joey Wendell then hit a comebacker to the mound. Bryce Elder threw him out at first base, holding Birdie at third. But with one on and one out, Brian De La Cruz started the scoring. On one, two, De La Cruz reaches out, pokes into the right center, going to get down for a base hit. That's going to roll toward the wall, cut off by Harris. De La Cruz digging for second, and he's in there standing up. An RBI double, birdies in, and it's 1-0 Marlins. Avi Garcia then hit a slow roller toward the second baseman. That was mishandled by Orlando Arcia. The E4 put Marlins at the corners for Jesus Sanchez. 1-0 Marlins, last of the first, looking for more. The 0-2 pitch, Sanchez goes the other way, and that ball's hit fair down the left field line. Extra bases for Sanchez. De La Cruz scores. Garcia is held at third. It's a double for Jesus Sanchez, and it's 2-0 Miami in the first. Marlins would send seven men to the plate. It was a 28-pitch first inning for Bryce Elder, who came in having allowed two runs in his last four starts combined, but he gives up two in the first tonight, and the Marlins had a 2-0 lead. Jesus Luzardo then struck out a pair in a 1-2-3 second inning, got another strikeout in a scoreless third, and in the bottom of the third, the Marlins broke this one open, a leadoff single by Joey Wendell. That brought Brian De La Cruz up again. 
2-2 to De La Cruz is in the air. Right center, sending Harris back onto the track. At the wall, jumps, can't get it. It's a two-run homer for Brian De La Cruz to make it 4-0 Marlins in the third. And that would be plenty for Jesus Luzardo, who fanned two more in a scoreless fourth inning. Allowed a one-out double to Orlando Arcia in the fifth, but came back at Robbie Grossman to fly to center, and he struck out Ronald Acuna Jr. That was strikeout number nine in the game through five innings for Luzardo. Then in the sixth with a 4 nothing lead, he gave a double to the first man he faced, Dansby Swanson, who was two for four for the Braves tonight. But Luzardo came back. He struck out Michael Harris the second. He struck out Austin Riley, who had an 0-4-4-K night tonight. Three of the strikeouts against Luzardo. And with two down, and Swanson still at second base, Luzardo throwing pitch number 101 to Matt Olson. Swanson at second, two down. The 0-2 is in there for strike three called. 12 strikeouts to equal a career high for Jesus Luzardo. What a way to bring down the curtain on his 2022 season. He strikes out three in the first, two in the second, one in the third, two in the fourth, one in the fifth, and three in the sixth. He has kept the Braves off the scoreboard tonight. A four-hit shutout through six for Jesus Luzardo. And at that point, Luzardo done for the night, done for the year. Six innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, and a dozen strikeouts. 101 pitches, 67 strikes. Luzardo left on line for the win. He left with a season-ending ERA of 3.32. After striking out three to end the sixth inning, Marlins pitchers would not allow another base runner in this game. Jeff Brigham pitched a perfect seventh inning. Brian Hoeing, a 1-2-3 eighth. Richard Blyer came on in the ninth. He got Michael Harris the second to fly to left. He then struck out Austin Riley. So with the Marlins up four to nothing, two outs in the ninth. The Braves' last chance was their first baseman, Matt Olson. Matt Olson on 1 0, drives it out toward right center. Avi racing back and over, makes the catch. And the Marlins have shut out the Braves for Atlanta. The celebration will have to wait at least another day. Miami with its 10th shutout of this 2022 season. Jesus Luzardo did the heavy lifting. Six innings, a four-hit shutout ball, a walk in 12 Ks. A good night all around for the Marlins. A couple early runs always help JP. And the Marlins make it three in a row. Seven wins now in their last 10 games. 4-0 the final tonight for the Marlins. Their 10th shutout pitch this year for the Braves. The third highest scoring team in baseball. Just the fifth time. They have been blanked in 2022. For the Marlins, four runs, nine hits, one error, six left. Atlanta, no runs, four hits, a couple of errors, and five runners left on base. Luzardo, the winning pitcher, four and seven. Six innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, 12 strikeouts. Bryce Elder, the loser, he allowed four runs on six hits over five innings. He drops two and four in the year. Time of the ball game was two hours, 29 minutes. Marlins, after their 4-2 road trip to New York and Milwaukee, come home and start this season-ending three-game series with the victory. Miami now has won three in a row overall and seven of its last ten games. The Marlins improved to 68-92 and on the season. They're 33-46 and here at home. As for the Braves, they had won three straight, seven of eight coming in, best record in baseball since June 1st, but they lose tonight to fall to 100 and 60 on the year. Braves are 45 and 34 on the road with the Mets having been rained out at home against the Nationals tonight. 
Atlanta now a game and a half in front of second place New York in the National League East. Mets have a doubleheader tomorrow and the single game on Wednesday. They would need to win all three against the Nats, and the Braves would have to lose the next two here in Miami after the setback tonight. If all that happens, the Mets win the division. If the Mets lose one or the Braves win one, the division belongs to Atlanta for the fifth year in a row. So the Marlins win it 4-0. And while Brian De La Cruz went 3-4 for four with a double a homer, three RBIs, and two runs scored, and Jesus Sanchez was 3-4 for four with a single, two doubles, and an RBI tonight. Really the story on the mound, Jesus Luzardo, Jeff Brigham, Brian Hoeing, and Richard Blyer combining on a four-hit, one-walk, 14 strikeout shutout tonight of these Atlanta Braves. Marlins win it for nothing. The 14 Ks, good news because the Marlins and Alder Nation working together again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout in 2022, $25 is donated to Alder Nation's Driving Initiative to support cancer research. Those 14 strikeouts tonight mean $350 more from the Marlins to Alder Nation's Driving Initiative for the season. 1000 417 Ks, $35,425 from the Marlins to Otter Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. How about that? The Marlins blanked the Braves. This on the heels of the Braves sweeping the Mets last weekend at Truist Park. So game one goes to Miami. The Mets uh, live to see another day in an effort to backdoor their way to a National League East crown. Let's hear from the skipper Don Mattingly afterwards. I guess on his last stretch of five starts from those home pitchers, uh, specifically, I guess, Lazaro, what did you see tonight from him? Uh, uh, seemed like once he got through that first, looked like it could have got bad in the first there. Um, then he kind of dialed it up, and we were able to put some runs on the board, which always makes it better, and he just seemed to kind of smooth out after that. And we were out, able to add a couple more, and I think it kept you know, making it, where he, he could make pitches and he could afford to make a mistake. It was just injury aside, that injured stint aside from Lazardo. This, I mean, to see what you guys got from him this season, I mean, had to have been what you guys wanted, possibly a little more? No, this is really good. I mean, I think for the guy coming over last year and just the progress in that period of time has been really, really good. I mean, he's in the strike zone now. Um, yeah, I think he's he's he just got more experience again, and I think the improvement over the winter was was good for him. Outside of staying healthy, what do you think is the next step for him? Uh, I think staying healthy obviously is the biggest. Um, I think his next steps is, is there's times when he just gets going fast. Right? Yeah, that's the biggest thing is just like there's times he. It's not so much the game speeding up, it's just I think he just gets in a hurry. It seems like to make pitches and gets the ball back and wants to throw the next one. And, and I know that's one of some of the things that Mel's talked about with him is like sometimes you got to slow down and do it, you know, that thing something. So that, that's probably some of the biggest things. This stuff obviously is really good. His, his off speed's good, throws hard, a couple of different fastballs. So um, his, his stuff is really good. It wasn't necessarily the case tonight, but I guess the previous two starts when he gave up like the home runs and kind of chased them. Is that a matter of like the third or whatever fourth time through the order, or just maybe building up, you know, kind of where, like Sandy and these other, you know, to get deeper in the games? With those instances, do you, you know, is that something he'll need to work on? Or well, I think it's stuff he'll get over. I think the biggest thing has been the seventh. It's been the seventh inning uh, when he goes back out there for the seventh. His pitch counts usually it's been in a pretty good spot, and it just seems like it. You know, kind of crumbles there, right? and for what reason? I, you know, we don't know. I, I think 
It's another one of those things that's maybe just a mental hurdle that he's going to get over. Um, but I thought the, the six was a nice indication. Now he gives up that leadoff uh, double under right center by, by Dansby, uh, and then he just buckles down and makes pitches. And, and really, that's that's what you want to see. So if that was this, his pitch count was right basically where he was the game before, but he was in the seventh inning. And today his pitch count was in the same spot. It was just in the sixth. And so I, it seems like the seventh inning has been a little bit of a mental block for him. Taylor uh, Cruz, again, just seeing alternate thinking. We look at, I think it's the third time in the last nine days where he's triple away from a cycle. Just Yeah, really just, good. I mean, Taylor, since he's been back, has, you know, been really good. Um, ball's jumping off his bat. I mean, tonight he just misses a couple of balls down the left field line, then he goes deep into right center. I mean, and the first at bat I thought was huge. He basically stays with a breaking ball and just basically flicks it into right center. Uh, he's been really good. And his, I think his, you know, I think Marcus and Gonzo in the cage have done a great job with him about just approach and starting to understand who he is, staying in the middle of the field. That's that's who he is because he's got power there too. And, uh, you know, he got nothing this year early. It seemed like he had, a, he had a few homers. Next thing we know, he's he's spinning off everything and kind of things fell apart for a while there. Yeah, obviously, the, the rate he's going, it's not sustainable over 162, but is it because of that approach and game planning maybe that seems like, hey, next year he'll be just fine if he just remembers to do that? Hopefully you don't forget that. I mean, if you're hitting like this and you, and you forget that that's what helped you, um, that would be an issue. Um, but I, th I think he's shown you what he can do if he'll stay consistent with that. You know, he's going to get beat with some certain pitches and things like that, but when he stays consistently out there and out of the plate, and he, he's been really good. And I, and I think this, if you don't, you don't kind of walk through this last part and say, i got to take this in the next year, then it's, it's kind of your own fault. Um, yeah, on that line, he mentioned, I think, a couple of weeks ago that doesn't want to hear his name attached to being sent down to Triple A and, and that aspect of the game, the mental part and decline and all of that. What are you seeing on that aspect with him specifically? No, I think it's it's fair. I mean, it's you know you don't want to go to Triple A and you control your own destiny. Really, it's how you play. So you know, it's not like he gets here. We want to send him to Triple A. We want him to do well. So you know, it's really just a matter of him getting better and that's really what he's doing he's getting better in all aspects right we talk in our you know exit meetings about you know base running is important you know outfield defense is important all parts of his game are important just like if he was hitting and he was running into outs and doing all kinds of crazy stuff with the bases then we're going to be sitting here going swinging the back good and everybody would be great with it until he doesn't and he runs into outs on the bases so uh, I think he has a, a better understanding of like if you're gonna, if you want to win, then you have to do everything well, and you want to be the best player you can be. That means in all areas. Right? It means base running. It means approach. It means defense. You know, understanding the game. Donnie, pretty similar with Jesus Sanchez. He said when he got called back up, one thing he really wanted to focus on was his attitude, staying positive. You know, believing he could compete on this level. You feel like sometimes, guys, it's not only about working on their approach at the plate, but sometimes you have to overcome maybe the mental part of the game, too, and kind of rediscover that belief that you can compete on this level? Well, I mean, 
when he says he worked on his attitude, I don't know quite what that means. But just like staying positive and, and having belief. Yeah, that's in all good. If, but if you still you stay positive and you're running into outs on the bases and throwing the ball the wrong base and chasing out of the zone all the time, then that's different. You know what I mean? That's that's things that that you know he needed to work on. He was he was out of the zone. He wasn't. You know he was just not having a good approach at the plate. And so however you look at that mentally, whatever that takes. Same thing for Jesus. You know, he's got all the talent in the world, um, but he just has to apply what he, you know, the baseball side of it. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 4-0 blanking of the Atlanta Braves in game one of the series at Lone Depot Park last night. Game two comes your way at 6.40 tonight. Braxton Garrett makes his final start of what's been a really good 2022. He'll go opposite of the veteran right-hander Jake Odorizzi. We'll hit the air at 6.10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.